selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. This fucking Barbie car that they've been driving this whole time does not have a top to it. So in reality, every single scene of them driving and talking would be... There's a bug in my fuck. Ow! What? Oh, we just did a bug. Ow! We're going 80. I said a bug. What? What? I need yes. a hospital. This bug is oh. God awful movie. 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 Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian Cinema because my OnlyFans page wasn't paying the bills. I'm your host, No Illusions, and sitting 700 miles to my immediate left is my good friend, Heath Enright. Heath, welcome back. Thanks, Noah. You know what's a great idea for a podcast? No. Uh -uh. I was thinking a montage of podcasters talking about making a podcast (laughs) that's a montage of podcasters talking about making a podcast. I'm in a loop. All right. Yeah. No, we'll see what we can do. And unfortunately, Eli will be unable to join us tonight because he thought that having a baby was like a dinner reservation. So he pulled the paternity (laughs) leave trigger on the due date rather than the birth date. So... He's not on paternity leave so much as pre-paternity leave vacation, but that's fine. That's fine because we got a special guest masochist to take his place. <laughs> Thomas Smith is the host of the Opening Arguments podcast, Serious Inquiries Only, and Philosophers in Space. Thomas, welcome back, sir. Hey, first off, great job getting the Heath playback to make it feel like I'm on the same episode as Heath for once. That's very, very kind of you, Noah, to to take my request on that. Also, uh, Marsh, Tea, if you're listening. Spizzle. ooh, ooh. Marsh, if you're listening, it's isn't it weird that you know in this in this time of crisis, this the baby is due. It's kind of, they're in the hospital. They're gonna have a baby. Who do they call? They call Marsh. They, they call me. <laughs> oh shit! The gauntlet has been thrown down, sir. When, when it's crunch time, I think Marsh is. You guys keep having him on. He's got like he's ahead of me by so much. I'm never gonna catch him. <laughs> Marsh did COVID. We're not bringing him on. It's, yeah, it's right, right, exactly. As we learned. 
Oh last yeah, week. when you need an actual smart guy to say smart thing. Okay, I get it. I get it. No, no, he's saying <laughs> he's saying that Marsh did COVID, as in he created the disease so that he could remain oh, skeptic oh, of the yeah. year for another. Read you, a website, you know Thomas, what? Or, Thomas. Or, or listen to our show, Thomas. Maybe Marsh goes on more often because he listens to the show and he Marsh knows did all of the uh, all of the inside jokes and stuff. Going to be skeptic of the uh, year, just like Trump's going to be president <laughs> again. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> All right, so tell us, Heath, <laughs> what will we be breaking down today? We watched Extreme Days, one word. <laughs> um, it's kind of like, you know, Extreme Days, mm-hmm. but or- Orwellian? I don't know. No idea. <laughs> and it's the story of nothing. It's nothing. Yep. There's nothing fucking happens. Yep. I, don't, I don't know how to talk about this. There's technically some things. It, it, there's a group of friends in California. They love extreme sports and this is like their coming of age story and it's about <laughs> watching other people do that those extreme sports it's so stupid it's like if the karate kid was just mr miyagi and daniel watching kung fu movies on a couch that and that was the whole thing and and sexually harassing elizabeth shoe well right yeah i was gonna say that would be so much better but yeah okay uh and thomas how bad was this movie this oh, this movie was the worst thing to happen to America in 2001, hands down. <laughs> hands down. <laughs> it's not close. I, it, Never know, forget. They, you know, they have those things where it's like, like if I if I could take back 9-11 or this movie, it would be close. Like it would be, <laughs> if it, it, like I wouldn't do it if, if the information was public. Like, oh no, of course, got to stop 9-11. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, right. But like if right. it's one of those, you know, those thought experiments where like, well, you could push a button, but nobody will know. I'd be like, <laughs> just, I mean, how bad was 9/11? How many people are on the first track again? Which is... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, God, I hated this. You know, I thought nothing could be worse than the, you know, overt Christian piles of shit you guys make me watch. But this is worse somehow. Like, it's 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 because it's in the uncanny valley. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, the, the Christian movies are nowhere in the fucking valley. They're in the Earth's core. Like, they're so far <laughs> from a real movie that you're, you can just enjoy it. But this movie is, it's, it, you know, it's kind of like a movie. So you're just like, it it seems like at any moment a movie scene could happen. (laughs) And it has, oh, well, I'll get to it. But it also has an Uncanny Valley soundtrack, too. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No, there's the, there's the overt Christian movies and then there's the covert Christian movies, which is what we, Watch today. Okay, so this it, came out in in September of 2001 in theaters. By the, the way, the worst thing to happen <gasps> to America in September 2001. <laughs> Let's be even more specific. <laughs> yeah, give me a date. I'll be more specific. Yeah. <laughs> give me a week. Yeah. This, this made a million dollars. I know. Wow. That's, I saw that and I was thinking, guys, when do we start making movies? Like <laughs> this movie made a million dollars. Somehow, there's got to be a way. That you know, like it's we insane could do that we don't do that yet. We just need yeah. to release a movie right in the middle of a terrible disaster time. <laughs> Is that what it was? Like nine eleven was so bad that people were like, "Oh, I just I need to get away. I got to go to the theater. I got to just an escape. Anything extremities, extremities. These, these, these days sure are extreme. Extreme days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, is there anything you guys want to nominate this one for being the best at being the worst at? Yeah, I'm going to go with best worst. Bechdel test, and we have some real bad fails of the Bechdel test yeah. in our catalog. This one is rough. So, <laughs> aside from a grandma that we meet for like 10 seconds, I'm not going to count that, they have 
two women in the entire movie. One is already dead of leukemia a long time ago. Yep. And Mm -hmm. the other is a vaginal MacGuffin. She's like theoretically the female lead, but she's the prize for the protagonist winning the movie and nothing else. That's (laughs) like they might as well hang her around his neck on a podium at the end of the movie. It's so bad. Well, so like in order to pass the Bechdel test, two women have to talk to one another at the very least. We never get that far. In this movie. She would need to be a necromancer to pass the Bechdel test. Do <laughs> uh, you think there's a necromancer version of the Bechdel test? Like the female <laughs> feminist necromancer movement is like, we don't get the credit we deserve. <laughs> it's always men necromancing. <laughs> so I was going to go with best worst obligatory relationship conflict. <laughs> right. Because late in this movie, the movie realizes, oh, fuck, man, we're almost out of movie. There needs to be a conflict to resolve in the final <laughs> minutes of the film. So these two characters that are falling in love have to have a conflict. We don't we don't know what it is. Right. Like we're <laughs> sitting there through it. We watch it happen. We've watched the movie and we don't know what it is. Yep, (laughs) it it doesn't happen off screen or anything. We actors don't know either. They have a script and they literally (laughs) no. The scene you're talking about, the scene you're talking about, you're totally right. They're kissing or whatever, and then it's almost like an improv game where they're like, "No, it's not done yet." Oh, uh, uh, I have to. uh, Yes, and I have to go. (laughs) (laughs) What? You have to wait for me to say, oh, you go, you go, you say something. Go. You say, oh, the director's like, fuck down, you. Just, just, just break up now. Break up real quick. Why? Yeah, I, right, just, right. Just, we'll try different takes and just something. Oh, I, I got to go. I, uh, you see men and I, uh, bye. Yep. That was it. <laughs> oh, I would like to nominate this for best worst flashback from two minutes ago. Um, this is a minor thing. But for no reason, like this doesn't fit with any theme of the movie or any anything like artistically. There's a there's a point in the movie where they're snowboarding because, you know, they're, I don't know if you know this, but they're very extreme. Like, oh, yes. The fair. days mm-hmm. they are extreme. <laughs> and so they're like, oh, you know, because the fucking schmucky schmuck dipshit lo- male love interest, nothing character, vapid fucking nothing. Literally he's Brian. Like, yeah. Exactly yeah. Brian. <laughs> He's asking the the girl to to maybe you should snowboard over this fucking jump or whatever. And he's like, I can yeah. teach you like oh, blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, no, I'm not going to do it. And then the scene ends, you know, essentially. And you're like, OK, well, then she didn't do it. Got it. And then for no reason in around two or five minutes or whatever, they're like, hey, remember when I actually did do that <laughs> jump? And then I like punched you in the face about it. And you're like, what? Why didn't you just show us that? It's like they couldn't decide if they wanted to actually do the scene. And they're like, wait, no, no, no. We should put that in. We should put no. that in. Get, we can still do it. It's still good. We want to do it in poetry, though. Got it. <laughs> Nailed it. We got a plan. It was like, it right, because they thought they were being creative. But what it played like is like the script was in a fight, right, with itself. They, they Two people wrote yeah. it. And one of them's like, no, she did jump the fucking tables. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The editor and the writer are like having a fight. Yeah, the editor went exactly. Out, like, shoehorned it in. I would say I want to do a meta best worst, which is best worst. You guys doing the headings for the notes because, like, normally, <laughs> you know, there's a heading of like, okay, this is this scene, and here's where the notes go. But in this one, because there's nothing happens in this movie, 
It's like, and now a skateboarding montage. And then I'm like, okay, I have no notes about, I'm not a, I'm not fucking Tony Hawk. I don't, oh, the technique on that. <laughs> Look at that variable, yeah, right. stupid. Yeah, what am I going to, what am I going to say? Well, who about, does that? So then the skateboarding montage ends and then you have another heading. Like I need to do more notes. At, I'm like, <laughs> I, I have nothing. I don't know what's, you guys got a little ambitious with that. There could have been like four headings. I don't know who does that of you guys, but there could have been like four, I think. And there's like, you know, 20 something or whatever. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> so, yeah, no, there's going to be a lot of mm-hmm in this one. Yeah, no, we're, we're prepared for it. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. There is a ton of extreme sports in action on the other side of the break. So we're going to keep it brief. But when we come back, we'll dive into the surprise Christianity that is extreme day. Extreme day. Extreme days. Extreme. Extreme. Extreme days. All right, fellas, welcome to the first ever writer's room meeting for Extreme Days, where we're going to rope the kids in, making them think that they're watching a terrible extreme sports movie, only to reveal they were watching a terrible Christian extreme sports movie the whole time. Ha, classic. Best way to package Christ's message? Deceit. It Love it. sure is, Stuart. So, uh, the whole idea is a cross-country road trip for Jesus. Uh, we didn't have the budget for cross country per se. Okay. Mm. Uh, what do we have the budget for? Uh, 64% of California, some of Oregon and kind of Seattle. Uh, that'll do. All right. So, uh, what do kids do on road trips? Uh, drugs, drugs, drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drugs. No, guys, mm, guys, guys, this is a Christian movie. So no alcohol, no drugs, no sex, no talking about sex, no acknowledging sex, no swearing. That includes GD and HE double hockey sticks. And of course, no female autonomy. Ah. Uh, so what mm. else do young men do on road trips? Ah, uh, they, uh, drugs. Mm. Hold on, hold on. I got it. They stop at gas stations. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh restaurants. Good. Yep. They, they yep. Yeah. Yeah, good. Anything else? Uh, Dru- uh stores that don't sell gas, they might stop there. Mm, good. Good. Other store. Yeah. They have cousins? Yeah. Wait, what? Excellent. I think that's going to be enough to hang a script on. Let's get cracking. How, how could that possibly be enough? They fart. I said we've got plenty. <laughs> Okay, okay. Fart. Yeah, but they do fart. Go ahead and add that. Because there really is a scene in the movie dedicated to the main characters farting. Yes. Yeah, there is. Everybody. For real. 19 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) And we're back for the breakdown, and we're going to start off a little cheeky, try to do our job for us a bit. It starts off by telling us that uh, what we're about to see is a true story, but the facts (laughs) have been changed to make it more interesting. That's so extreme of them. (laughs) That's the funniest the movie will ever be, by the way, this comedy movie. Yeah. (laughs) Disclaimer. This is a true story. No, it's not. We we changed it to be less boring. Yep. And yeah, just imagine how boring the actual trip was. Wow. This was the more interesting version. Yeah. They watched less exciting montages of shit they didn't do. (laughs) No, I, I really think in the real trip, they... Couldn't do any of the stunts, which they already didn't do. But like, they just sat there and thought about what it would be like if people snowboarded. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, let's all sit here and imagine somebody doing a really sick ass jump. All right. And then we'll in post. Everybody in Lotus pose. <laughs> think about that yeah. jump. 
All right, so we open up on snow-covered peaks, perhaps hoping you'll mistake this for a Paramount production. <laughs> and then it's extreme. There's snowboarding and running with a snowboard in your well, hand. Well, yeah. <laughs> they're trying to do like a cold open on like a James Bond ski snowboard chase. Yeah. But <laughs> none of them can do it. And 90% of this chase is them like slowly unbuckling, taking the snowboard off, picking it up and running because they're in like woods, not a mountain where there's clearly like a track for snowboards and they can't right. do yeah. anything. I love to like, so you're supposed to think that, you know, it's a gunfight on a snowboard. And uh, at one point, some some guy eats shit. And then I was thinking about the dynamics of a snowboard gunfight. And I was like, well, that guy's. Fine. That was now, a really man. good play, actually. Yeah, like just do that because the yeah. Yeah. three idiots. <laughs> and that's actually, that guy will ultimately end up winning the yeah the fight because now like he's behind him, has the higher ground. Yeah, yeah. He's all gunfights that all go in one direction by law <laughs> don't really work that yeah, well. No, <laughs> no. So okay, so what we're watching is this um this bullshit effort at a snowboard paintball fight, and they're admitting how little this would work because the the gun, the guns don't have hoppers on them, right? Like they're they're shooting seventy thousand shots out of these paintball yeah. <laughs> guns. Where are they even fucking coming from? Like the movie admits, yeah, this wouldn't really work. Though. Wait, wait, wait. Are you telling me that the same canned paintball sound over and over and over again wasn't really them shooting paintball? Oh, now God. I'm this. I feel so swindled. <laughs> That's most of the movie, by the way. And like, I I can't decide if the movie is trying to do like, oh, it's a low budget, charming thing. That's why we use the same sound effect. It's funny. Or if they genuinely just don't know how to do sound effects, because everything like this, it's one sound over and over duh, 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 like the same. And you could hear that it's repeating. God, I hate yep. it. It would have been better if they just kept all of them very clearly getting too excited and being like, no, but they, they put yeah, in just the fake, them whatever. moving sounds. Yeah. Pew, pew, pew. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I would have laughed. It would have been the, the first laugh of the movie. <laughs> all right. So we watched this for a very, very long fucking time. And then Will, the narrator, cuts in to introduce us to the gang. Okay, so Will is as generic a human being as you can imagine. Well, okay, are we talking about Billy Joe Armstrong? Because, <laughs> I mean, you could argue that Billy Joe Armstrong is a very, I mean, if he didn't have Green Day, <laughs> he would be pretty generic. I'll grant you that. But I am convinced, this is my conspiracy theory, you know, along with that inside joke about Marsh doing COVID that I'm totally just right there with you guys on. My other conspiracy theory <laughs> is going to be that Billy Joe Armstrong was actually in this movie, but then he like scrubbed it from the record book. You know, like he just got, it's like, this is a piece of shit. It's not me. That's just a guy who looks like me. And like, don't ever say, you know, cause this is Billy Joe Armstrong. Like it fucking is. All right. Saying. Yeah. All right. Extreme green day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also one of the other guys is fucking Rufio. Rufio is in this. Rufio yes. reveal. Yep. And I was like, and I did that thing that I always do whenever it's any sort of non-white person that I think I recognize. I'm like, that's Rufio. And I go, oh, is it? But should I? Make sure I'm <laughs> I always doubt, even though I know it's Rufio. I'm like, I'm, but I'm a racist. I'm gonna say something stupid. I'm gonna say that you know, like Sam Jackson was Morpheus or something. Like I'm gonna blow it, you know. And, and so I, I went and checked. I was like, I got to make sure this is Rufio because I don't want to go out on a limb. And yes, it's Rufio. And you know what yep. I also saw? And I, I can't. 
Uh, if you're driving right now, stop your car, get in a safe position. This movie has a higher Rotten Tomato score than Hook. What? Yes. People, for what? some reason, really did not like the movie Hook. Critics yeah, I can't so, imagine I why. Look, it's bad. Hook. It's not a fine cinema, but no. it's not worse <laughs> no, than this fucking not. movie. No, it Come isn't. <laughs> it's 28% on Rotten Tomatoes. This movie has 43%. Oh, Even wow. Even the audience score. The audience score in this movie, well, I mean, that's a bunch of Christians, I guess, but yeah, it's 90% right, right. and the hook audience score is 76%. Yeah, but, so like, but I read the reviews of this movie. This movie, it was just like, and there was no swearing at all. It was just yeah. fantastic. <laughs> Nine stars, you know. Oh, uh, so. anyway, that put me in a bad, real bad mood, though. I was like, come on, hook wasn't that bad. It's got some great <laughs> stuff in it. Bang a ring. Come on. So, Cor- yeah, so we've got, yeah, we've got snowball. Generic dumb. will. We oh. have. Corey slash that's Corey that's uh, Rufio the ever so slightly ethnic guy that they have in their gang and then Brian the ladies man yeah and Matt who is the stoner character but since this movie doesn't have drugs in it he's just a <laughs> California e guy yeah that's a good point he's supposed to be on drugs but since they can't do that option he's just a fucking insane person right? yeah exactly. <laughs> he's just, everything he does makes no sense I have to confess something though. I unironically love this guy. I can't help it. Like there's something about this fucking there's something about this John Lennon lookalike weirdo. Like he's so fucking weird and committed to this nothing dumbass movie that I just I couldn't help it. He won me over. All right. So, he's an go. extreme actor. He acted <laughs> hard. <laughs> he did. He tried so hard. All right. So then we get a title screen that might as well just sit backwards in a chair and sneak the word damn into the conversation, you know, extreme days. And that leads us into this incredibly long backstory, useless home movie shit. Oh, it was like uh, the Wonder Years, but from like late 80s, early 90s, it was rough. And if nothing interesting ever happened to Kevin. Right. Yeah. We also learn here just out of nowhere, they're like, also... Apropos nothing, my sister died of leukemia when she was like 12. Give you a second if you're playing Christian movie bingo. I think this counts. You can mark it off. So stupid. To give you an idea of the joke writing of this film, the dad would have been a good salesman if he just weren't so bad at it, I think is the the line. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I can't even tell if they meant for that to be a joke or if that's just how bad the writing is. Yeah. Right. And so they have to like they have to show that dad's a bad salesman. So like, here's how he's a bad salesman. He doesn't understand that if you hold things upside down, they fall out. Yeah. What? He's in the middle of an infomercial just being like, there must be a better way to do. Yeah, oh, right. I dropped the entire vacuum on your foot. It's broken. Say, yeah. Like vacuum someone's head off and then has to bury them and stuff like that. You is- don't need to be. That bad at being a sale, like just show the door slamming in his face. There you go. Like, well, that's already, or show that's nothing, none of this. Don't <laughs> especially show this since scene. none Doesn't of matter. this ever fucking matters. <laughs> you know, this all builds to like eight minutes. Like we had a dead sister, and dad wasn't a very good salesman. Leads to we lived in a house. Yeah, right. That's the, that's what we're setting up here. Is well, how did you guys wind up living in a house? Well, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, we'll go ahead and assume you live in a house unless you tell us otherwise. We don't need unless you tell us otherwise. Wait, well, hold on, hold on. Before you start this road trip, wait you guys, a minute. How are you living in a house? I don't understand. <laughs> let's that. let's go get back. an establishing shot on a lumber yard, and then we'll go from there. Wait, you have clothing and you eat food? No, yeah, right, right. Why do you? I don't believe eat? it. 
food. And <laughs> so, and then like as we're going through this long, you know, when I was a kid back when we got a house thing, we now we meet all of those friends again that we've already met. I know. Oh, and and also of course we meet Corey's rich grandpa, right, Grandpa G. Yeah, that'll be important, guys. Well, do we know he's rich? Then yeah, anyway, whatever. Yeah, he's a he's a cool grandpa character, and then he uh, disappears and doesn't matter. It's yeah, like, this yeah. Movie sucks. And <laughs> at this point in the film, I was thinking to myself, like, how many kids is Eli having? It's just, I mean, it's just one baby. Like, I I want to back out of this. Like, <laughs> right, right. Away. You yeah, know, like even the first one. <laughs> it's not even. Do you twins. really need me to watch it? Like, how important is this event <laughs> in your life? I don't know. I started bargaining with myself. Oh God, this is so rough. And it's it's this is in two thousand one they made this. Yeah. So they're so very clearly excited to be like Christian jackass. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. The whole thing is there's that's what we're seeing in the end of this home video is like, look at us do. Uh, well, we couldn't quite do jackass or say jackass because we're afraid of that word and it's copyright. <laughs> mm. But we had a very small ramp into a baby pool that's the same as jack yeah right? we're monkeying around we're a bunch of bunch of rascals <laughs> a bunch of burros that that sounds weird <laughs> yeah and it's and christian culture is always a good five to ten years behind where things actually are. so this movie is solidly like 1995 you know yeah like and it's, it's got all the generic rock as i was saying with the the soundtrack when you look for this movie it really harps on the soundtrack. The covers, like with the hit soundtrack, get it for the. They figured like this is the only way we're gonna sell is this hit fucking soundtrack. And then you check out the soundtrack, and it's everything is a slight knockoff of some '90s like punk rocky sound because it's all Christian bands that yep. do like an impression of God. It, and it's so frustrating because the whole movie, I'm like, am I feeling nostalgic or it's like a knockoff nostalgia? Like, yeah, right. That yes. Knockoff nostalgia is exactly the feeling I got through this entire film. It is like a parallel reality that was in the nineties or something. It's weird. I don't remember three quarters charmed kind of life. Was that a, (laughs) yeah. Is that a thing? (laughs) All right. So yeah. So then we get this little montage of all of these fucking balding 18 year olds they want to go on a road trip after graduation right they're all in their fucking 30s and again because this movie just doesn't have a movie's worth of shit to do we have to watch them all we have a little them getting jobs to save up money for the road trip this movie will eventually be about montage yeah but mostly just to get some racism in there casually i think was all I got. From oh this. yeah, because of Matt's job, the his cultural appropriation job. Yeah, he one of them works at like ethnic slur falafel, and he wears <laughs> turban. <laughs> Welcome to ethnic slur fry. We fry the falafel. Blah, 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 seek this reference. This is still totally okay according to us at this year, even though it definitely wasn't. Yeah. No. Right. But but again, like you said, the Christians are always five years <laughs> yeah. behind, 55 years behind on the bigotry, right? In the parts of the country that we're hoping this sells in, this is still fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Which in September of 2001 was the entire country. So yeah. it was fine. <laughs> and the worst is the is Rufio's thing. Because like he's a lifeguard. Wouldn't you know it, guys? Okay, let, let's talk comedy. Let's talk comedy. You guys know something about comedy. <laughs> it wouldn't be funny if Rufio just applied sunscreen like a human being would, you know, like protect your skin or whatever. That's not funny. You no. know, he's got to put it all in a solid white, like paint, like it's paint, like house paint 
on his nose, right just on his, his nose, because that's what <laughs> you would do. It's because that's fucking comedy. Like. I just I fell over <laughs> laughing. It's on his nose. Oh, and <laughs> then he rub it in. He, he, like he humorously abused children afterwards. Yeah. It was great. It was like comedy was so well, good. And that, when, during the abusing children montage, they very, very distinctly. And I bet you this was not intentional. It's just they don't fucking know anything. They used a baby crying for a eight year old crying. And as a dad, I was like, that's not the that doesn't fucking match. That's not the sound <laughs> that thing makes. Come on. <laughs> That was non-diegetic crying right there. Stupid <laughs> movie. Dumb. Learn your years. Okay, so they've all got their money saved up. We see all of them doing their jobs. And they've all got their money saved up. And we have this scene where they have to browbeat Matt the stoner into quitting his cultural appropriation job. Yeah. Which is insane, right? Like, this guy who's fresh out of fucking high school has a managerial position that has medical and dental benefits. And his friends are browbeating him out of into quitting it so that they can go fuck around in Mexico for a week? Fuck you guys. Yeah, and specifically, they have medical, dental, and a full HMO. I'm like, no, that's, not, that's <laughs> not how that works. They, the HMO would be the medical. Yeah, that's... Never mind. It's fine. It's the, that's the M. Idiots. That's, yeah. <laughs> those letters stand for things, right? But but they're like, but dude, do you really want to do this for the rest of your life? And they they... Try humor again. Buckle up for comedy, Noah. Oh my God! So they do this doodly do where he imagines himself as a <laughs> as an old man doing the fast food job, and the way that they present this, the comedy that they go with is the exact same thing we just saw him doing, only with a beard. And then he's gonna pretend to be crazy or something. I don't know. This guy I still love him. I love him. <laughs> I can't help it. It's so dumb. I'm old now. I can really lean into these ethnic slurs. I feel like you're allowed to at this point. So yeah, so then he's like, no, I guess I will quit after that doodly do. I guess I, I should quit without notice this job. Okay. Just start your fucking movie. I hate this so much. <laughs> I was furious and I that yeah. that kept popping to my head for the next 50 minutes yep. before they start their no, fucking no, movie. Hold on, Heath. We can't start the movie. You know why? Because we got some more comedy. We have some packing <sighs> to do, sir. Yeah. and But the guy is trying to put a full fucking costume shop from community theater into a, a you know a suitcase <laughs> and he can't fit it it's so funny They're like, what would be the point of trying to close that it's obvious it won't hold you can't put pickled eggs in there yeah and like these guys wear more than one stupid fucking outfit like they all they don't wear those clothes that's god yeah hate it they are not efficient packers at all that is no. true. <laughs> so I've got, I have to point this out too, because there's this moment where like we see them like they're packing and they're getting everything ready for this big road trip. And at one point, one of them smashes his fucking piggy bank, starts counting up money. They have photocopies of money. Yep. They could, <laughs> could they not get the rights to money? Did money yep. not want to be in their film? Somebody clearly kept stealing the like $8 in chains and $1 bills from the like prop room. Guys, we're making, we need, this is not your money that we need this. for. The, uh. I wanted a Twix. It's like, motherfucker, you ain't paid me for too long. This is my money. Yeah. I, my brain went to the like, oh, is this the thirties or whatever? When my, like, you know, like, I was like, wait, this is 2001. Like what? I, I know how this money looked. I was there. Like there's yeah. no way. That was it. Well, and then there was this, there's this dumbass scene that where everybody, they're trying to pack everything into the car and we keep getting, oh, well, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. And this scene, like, that doesn't work if the eventual solution is 
oh, it actually just all fits in the back. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, the solution, the answer is, we don't want to start this movie because once we get started, it's we've got like 23 minutes of movie. Yeah. So do everything we can to not for <laughs> at a certain point they're all ready to go and then they get out of the car and one guy says, For the love of donuts, let's go. Like that That's Matt. Of, yeah, the guy you love. Yeah. Is that a is that a is that saying? Is that I've a, never heard that saying. Never heard for well, the love of Because they can't oh. say for the love of Christ or for the love of God. Yeah. It's this stupid. Oh, and, oh, and yeah, wow. to, to, to really reinforce. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. To reinforce the point that Thomas is making about this movie's hesitancy to just get the fuck going. At this point, I shit you not. The car they're going to be driving gets a goddamn backstory. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Joyota. Well, because you've got to explain why they're driving a toy Barbie vehicle. It's the weirdest looking. I was like, they're taking a toy car? <laughs> Is somebody going to be like behind him holding the little control with the wire to it? <laughs> driving them the whole way? It's a Volkswagen the thing. The Volkswagen thing from yeah. whatever <laughs> era. I don't know when they actually made that, but that's what they called it. Wow. All right. So then we, okay. So they, they, they get on their road trip fucking at length. They get on their goddamn Final. road trip. And then we end up with a goddamn location title that manages to be racist. It just says 40 miles south of the Mexican border. I'm like, guys, that's Mexico or even a specific place in Mexico. You don't have to do it like it's like with in relation to where a real country is. Just yeah. past Arpaio's fence. There it is. <laughs> yeah. It's like their Christian map just has the border and then blackness, like just dark. Yeah, just, just number just of miles from civilization yeah. you've traveled. <laughs> yeah, they're like, look at all these foreigners in this place. <laughs> God. Oh, so yeah. So then, they, so they go surfing, and we get a the first of many extreme sports montages. Sorry, do they go? Surfing? They do not go no, surfing. That is no. a valid. Point, Thomas. <laughs> no, yeah. Guys, guys, these these characters are world-class surfers and world-class yeah. snowboarders and world-class dirt bikers. Not skateboarders, yeah. though, because you're not in a... Like, you'd have to... They, have, they need tight shots for skateboarding. <laughs> but everything else, no, these guys are world-class. Yeah, my note is that person surfing is definitely one of our main characters. And uh, <laughs> this is one of those places where I had to say, like, I have no note. Just wake me up when they're not surfing. What am I going to... I'm going to riff on footage of the summer olympics where some like people are surfing what am i uh jokes uh surfing yeah Watch out for a octopus like what i don't know that's surfing there's nothing <laughs> guy looks like kelly slater fucked it. no he's just attractive yeah. that's an attractive man surfing i don't know like I, uh, wipe out uh, I, I would probably do that too no so okay but here's the thing though is that this was really good surfing right like so like it was ridiculously long was. i was 100 percent fine with that yeah, I would much rather watch Good Surfer Surf than anything else this movie's going to throw at me. I want to know, do you guys have a dedicated fan base who will do arbitrary shit for you? Because I want, if could we take a bet? This was an hour and 29 minute movie, I think, right? Something like that, yep. yeah. Could we take bets on if you got rid of all the montages, how long it would be? What do you think it would be? Zero oh, wow. minutes, Thomas. <laughs> I, like, no, like seriously, minutes? I'm going to go, I'm, I would say... Like trying not to exaggerate, it's yeah. an hour and a half. I would say it's at least thirty minutes of montage. I, I was going to say sixty-eight minutes if you take out the montages, and I'm, I'm, okay. I'm, I might be overdoing it, but yeah, that's a very fair guess. Fair okay, guess. but again, it's a the lot. movie that's outside of the montages you're describing is a fucking montage of a yeah. road trip. <laughs> 
No, you're right. Yeah, well, you'd have to really qualify. Yeah, you're it right. It depends on how you define montage. Yep. Like if you, They're if you never take out, out of montage. No. <laughs> if you take out everything that isn't just like two people talking in one reality to each other about that reality and not being like, well, remember when... No, no, it doesn't... You know, yep. Yeah. Doesn't call that out, we'd be down to like 28 minutes. Right, yeah. right, yeah. You yeah. could play Yakety Sax over this 90 minutes and it would not be unreasonable. Like, that would be totally fair. I had a note that was like, is this just a music video? Are we watching a mu- right. Billy Joe's new music video that he then <laughs> backed out of? Billy Joe Armstrong. All right, so then we we cut from the surfing to the the scene where they're chugging hot sauce because it says extreme mm. on the label and because they can't have them do drugs. Oh, hijinks, Noah. It's hijinks. What's a Mexico thing? <laughs> hot uh, sauce. Hot sauce chugging contest. What's a four college age dude thing to do? Well, <laughs> extreme chugging of hot sauce in a restaurant for also no that. fucking reason. Great. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, so yeah, they chug hot sauce for a second, but then about 17 minutes into the film, that's how far we are now, the movie goes, fuck, we need a plot of some kind. So Corey gets a call that his rich grandpa died. Remember him from the third, second montage? <laughs> second? <laughs> from the home video within the montage of the Right, yes, that's right. The, uh, from the inception level. The inception of the leukemia <laughs> plot. Which was fuck. all a dream by Billy Joe Armstrong. And it's Jacob's Ladder Scenario podcast. God damn it! The whole this whole thing—it's just a, a movie of bad podcast premises. Like they just now they're chugging hot sauce and talking about the West Wing and fucking sucking Jordan Peterson's dick and doing karate. Fuck you! Start your movie. All right, so they Corey says, yeah, I just got a call that my rich grandpa died, but he left me that sweet car he had and a bunch of money. I have to leave the road trip. And and immediately all three of them are like, you fucking dick. You would leave yeah. pissing around chugging hot sauce in Mexico with us just to go to your know. grandfather's funeral. I have that same note like, wow, you're really going to leave all this behind? <laughs> the surfing, the dudes, the chugging hot sauce. Wow, you'd be crazy to leave that for bags of money that you think you inherited he's gone he's walking up the yeah, beach. Okay. yeah i love to the bro attempt at some sort of emotional comfort is my favorite god i love how low the fucking bar are for dudes and these things the guy <laughs> because the you know the main fucking hunk that's supposed to be a hunk is like hey you all right man <laughs> it's like oh there you go you fixed it good job that's that's all he needed you've done your you part all right man yeah, like, and it, it, he didn't like let him go. Oh, his grandpa died. Let him go. You know, have a night to himself. You know, he did. It was like thirty-two seconds after the call. Yeah. Hey, you seem <laughs> to still be worried Kinda about not, that call. Are you? you need, come on, man. Should I get you some dirt to rub into this? I don't get. <laughs> yeah, ch- you still chug your fucking hot sauce. We've been waiting. <laughs> <laughs> it's still your fucking dirt, Corey. <laughs> We're not forgetting it's your turn because you're fucking grandpa. You're not shooting out of this. <laughs> Out of respect for the dead, we gave you 20 seconds. Come on. (laughs) Well, and then, so, and then Will, (laughs) the narrator goes, wait a minute, guys. Actually, now that I think about it, Corey's grandpa dying is super convenient, right? We could just all go to (laughs) Washington together and extend our road trip. Because we were fucking out of ideas for this movie until that happened. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) This is almost a plot, guys. All right. So they decide to head to Washington. So that this could be like a it's a cross country road trip, but north to, or south to north rather than east to west, because that's what they could afford. But not without the very valuable protest from the stoner who goes, "I hate to be the voice of reason, guys, but this sounds crazy. 
Like, what the fuck are you talking about? This is literally the first non-stupid thing you idiots have considered doing in this movie. Oh, should we drive up to help our friend get money in a car? Or should we keep chugging hot sauce for no fucking reason? Yeah. I don't know if we have the money to go get the money, dude. They, they say that it, the yeah. movie gets confused by itself and then they have to like talk themselves back into the idea that money is made of money and then we can go get the money and we'll have money. Well, yeah. there you go. And one way they say, we don't have the money to drive home. We have to keep going in Mexico. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to make a new home here. <laughs> and he does the realization like, wait a minute. But if we go to Washington, we'll have money. Whoa! And then they go. Yeah. It's like, wow, that was a conflict that I really was invested in, whether or not you would figure it out. Right. So they we have a little montage of them driving for a minute, <laughs> and then we get the scene where they check into the crappy hotel, but oh shit, there's just the one bed. <laughs> yeah. We also get our first God reference here. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. The narrator says, God has a way of throwing curveballs. Pin in there. And I was like, don't try to sneak God into the fucking movie. Just own it, you fucking liars. Just say God stuff. Don't nope. don't be all weird nope. and subtle. No. No, nope. it's gonna be another forty minutes before they sneak him back in again. Yep. Yep. So yeah, so they're they're checking into this crappy motel and, and they have to have the obligatory like you fighting over who gets the bed moment. Because mm. <laughs> that's funny. And yeah. so oh, much homoerotic wrestling here just constantly mm. throughout the movie but especially just be gay just be gay or don't be gay be whatever but so much of this there's there's like we're wacky guys we can't help but tackle each other at all moments <laughs> punch, our punch, faces punch. In each other's crotches <laughs> yeah no in the middle of the wrestling and everything um matt the stoner character gets in the bed takes his pants off and starts wiping his <laughs> naked ass around on the bed is what happens yeah. In this, hey you guys, you know it'd be totally extreme right now. <laughs> if we all, uh, is there, if we butt fucked each other. <laughs> Can we, what? I'm just what, saying what you that said, might be extreme. You said that. What? Did, okay. Might be really extreme. Just, 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 it's funny. It Can I borrow be, your safety goggles that you always wear and never take <laughs> off? <laughs> all right. So then, so it's the next day. They're back on the road, and we get the stopping for gas scene. Now, this opens up with the narrator saying, like, you know, there's some coincidences in life that make you wonder if there's somebody up there pulling all the strings. And we were about to have our second crazy coincidence. And I'm like, what is the first one? I have no idea. Right? The grandpa died? Yeah. No, the leukemia? See, the grandpa died, and that coincided with other events that were happening on planet well, Earth. Well, right, because, like, everything coincides, right? So, like, I guess everything is technically a coincidence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Isn't it a coincidence that we're all on this recording today? <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that God. Crazy. Ah, <laughs> mysterious ways. Why would you let us do an atheist podcast? <laughs> Without God, we would be all doing the show, but at different times, because we could. Right, yeah, be, exactly. no way to know without God. Okay, but to be clear, the second, like, God miracle thing they're talking about right here is that they needed bikes, and Matt, crazy Matt with safety goggles, had a bikes guy. Yeah. Like, is is that a thing? Do you need a bikes guy to obtain bikes? You yeah. can just Why do you need bikes? Buy them. <laughs> no, they didn't. They didn't. They, 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 no, they, they were like, it was such a crazy coincidence. We were just needing a second extreme montage. And his cousin had, yeah, had some dirt bikes. 
And it's so great because I love the Christian entitlement of this movie and the male. If there's a good, you know, like to use the word we were just using a good coincidence of Christian entitlement and male entitlement in this movie that just, mm, oh, it's so good because the people, the character, the main characters are just total pieces of shit. Horrible. And like, but, but like, you're, oh, but you still love them. It's like, do you? No. Do you though? Do you still? No. Because no. as the, the narrator is saying, oh, you know, those coincidences, they are about to commit vehicular homicide. Like they are literally, they yep. run over somebody. Like a, I think it's like a homeless person. Yeah, they, they run over the homeless guy's shopping cart. Yeah, they run over a homeless guy's shopping cart. So close and it's to murder. Not even, not even addressed. They're like, oh, you're not a person. We don't give a fuck about you. Pull yourself by your bootstraps. There's no. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Jesus didn't say anything about helping the poor. So you are not a character. Well, and so here's how stupid the coincidence though is in this movie, right? So the real coincidence they're talking about is they're about to meet this girl. They're about to meet the love interest. They were heading to meet her. She's the cousin with the bikes, right? Like the coincidence is that the person that they were coming to see was in the place they went to see her. Well, it's the guys who are the other cousins who are own own the mechanic shop. Because the joke is that everyone in this town is somehow Matt's cousin. Right. I don't even understand the the punchline. (laughs) Is that a joke? What's the joke? Ugh, so bad. But she does enter with her like attractive woman music. Yes, the, the slow time. motion entry. Yeah, uh-huh. I wanted them to stop and be like, "Hey, did that? Did that woman have a soundtrack when she walked out just now?" <laughs> like entry to the WWE music. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then Brian, who we we decide right now is the protagonist. I guess he becomes the protagonist here. He's yeah. just like, "Hello, damsel, I have a penis. I'll fix the car." <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. And she's like. Please go away now. And he's yep. like, it's 2001. I'm allowed to harass you I forever. will not. And it's yeah. charming. I go heard away. your no, and I choose to ignore it. And I am the hero of this film. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. But so what we're getting here is the, the love interest girl has shown up at the repair shop. Her car's broken down. How will she ever get to Seattle? Well, wouldn't you know it? That's where they're going to. See, there's your there's your coincidence. Mm. You guys. Clever. You guys want to invite her into our writing. montage? <laughs> <laughs> Let's invite her into our montage. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. We've made it far enough to meet the love interest that this movie will later try to have been about. So we've earned ourselves a break, but we're back soon with even more Extreme Days. All right. So for this next scene, the whole crew are checking into a crappy motel, but hey, there's just one bed. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> just oh, one. Good stuff. All right, so uh, so we fight over who gets the bed, I'm assuming. Yeah, all right. I was thinking uh, you guys could wrestle for it, right? Wrestle? Yeah, no, you guys could just all like get together and wrap your arms over each other, roll around on the bed, just grab each other by, you know, whatever you can get a hold of and squeeze just in a huge uh, pile of young man meat. Y- you know what I mean? Mm, do you want us to cuddle for it? Cuddle? No, this is a Christian movie. Okay, I want you to heterosexually wrestle. Okay. Matt, your first thing, though, you're going to get under the covers. You're going to take off your pants and your underwear and then just writhe around on the bed. You want me to writhe? Yes. Heterosexually? Of, of course. Okay, uh, and then what after that? I was thinking you could heterosexually suck each other's dicks. 
And we're back for more of this shit. And since it's been a while since this movie was extreme, we're going to open up on a random dirt biking montage. Yep. And, and, and these are definitely our actors doing this because you can cover those stuntmen from head to toe. Absolutely <laughs> not. This is, again, just <laughs> stock footage. It's like... They might as well just stop to watch YouTube videos together. Yeah. <laughs> and we watch them watch YouTube videos. I had the same thought. I was like, this movie would never happen now because we all have YouTube. And so you'd just be like, why would I watch this piece of shit when I could just go yeah. to the YouTube clips? But back then, you know, they probably had to track down these VHS tapes to like get it into the <laughs> Well, movie. yeah, no, that that was the thing, though, right? Like you would suffer through the fucking plot because you were like, ah, but there is some good surfing in there somewhere. Yeah, you know, right. Right. You know what's also cool besides surfing that we can't do ourselves? Extreme dirt biking. <laughs> Let's watch other people do that. What I love about this scene is the voiceover says, Jesse made her conditions clear. And I just assumed her conditions were, you guys had better get some sick air on these bikes. <laughs> like, Cut to them getting some totally ill air on these jumps. And check, Jesse. You're welcome. Yeah, right. Yeah. I wanted her to like point out what the fuck was happening though. Just being like, hey, are we stopping every so often on the road trip for a montage within <laughs> like the random breaks? It's slowing down the trip. Guys, just, you know, let's drive and I wanted, we'll watch YouTube videos. Yeah, I wanted Corey to go off at some point and go like, guys, I'm trying to get to my grandfather's funeral here. This is like a dream. Hey, 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 hey. Respect the montage, Corey. Fuck you. <laughs> this is also features the kind of fucking bullshit 90s rock punk thing song where you don't I guess if you're like a one-armed guitar player you can just <laughs> capo a power chord onto the guitar and then it's just that's one fucking power chord the whole song is that god I hate it I hate it so much alright so then we get the fucking bet Right. See, because dirt biking air or no, Jesse still doesn't want to fuck Brian. So now Corey <laughs> is going to make a bet. Now, in a normal goddamn movie, this would be a hundred dollar bet that she wouldn't fuck him during the road trip. Right. But they can say fuck or reference <laughs> the idea of fucking or acknowledge that other people once referenced the idea of fucking. So they end up with this convoluted shit where Corey bets him a hundred dollars. Best Brian, the, the ladies made a hundred dollars that she won't quote do something she's never done before that he wants her to do that scares her. I bet you can't coerce this woman into doing something non-consensual. Not sex is what I mean, but no, it's something terrible. What the yeah. fuck? That's the bet. Now, the, uh, much of this movie is going to revolve around them forgetting and then remembering about that th this bet is a thing, right? <sighs> so, okay. After that, they stop for food and Brian just turns to Jesse and says, hey, you know, apropos of nothing, are you scared of anything I could coerce you into doing? <laughs> and she's like, please stop talking to me. Don't address me directly at all. I would like <laughs> yeah. you to not talk. To and me. then he starts. He takes that as a bidding war. Yep. Oh, you don't want to talk? Ten dollars. Do I hear 15? <laughs> talk to me yeah. for 15 dollars. Talk to me 20 dollars. It's like this is your main character. And she even says, quote. You don't really understand what the word no means, do you? And yep. the movie's like, ha, ha, lovable, that guy. <laughs> yes. Awful. Yeah. And yeah, we establish here, first of all, we establish that she's going to Yale, but don't worry, she's paying her own way. 
to Yale in 2001. And also we established that she's terrified to sing in public. So if he could convince mm. her to sing in public, that would win him the bet. Yep. So that's where the bidding war starts. He's like, okay, I'll give you $10 to sing in public. $15, $25, $50, $99.93, right? I'm like, hey, man, why don't you just give her a fucking leash and some symbols? God. But she manages to turn this around on him. She says, I'll tell you what. I'll make a bet with you. Loser has to sing in public. And I'm like, oh, good. We're inceptioning the bets now. And this is where they play their rousing game of whack me in the head with a mouth spoon. I hate this so much. I hate this (laughs) so much. Every (laughs) single part of this I hate. So here's (sighs) the thing. This is fine if they do it once. The problem is, is that they keep doing this goddamn joke so long after the punchline yep. that like you go and get a fucking drink and a sandwich. Oh, if you took out montages plus this stupid fucking <laughs> diner scene, we're down to 12 minutes of remaining movie. All right. So here's the bit. So she says, here's the game. It's called Spoons. You try to whack me in the head as hard as you can with a spoon in your mouth. And I'll do the same. And then loser is the person who has to give up first. But it's all a trick, see, because cousin Matt, the stoner, is going to stand behind Brian and whack him in the head with a spoon. Get it? And you think, oh, is he going to figure it out? No, he's not going to figure it out. And furthermore, it will somehow not be a turnoff for her that he's a fucking idiot who never figured out this game. (laughs) And like, he's still, the end of the movie, he could still be like, all right, one more, one more shot at your head. I want to hit you in the head. Just do one more time. (laughs) Ah, lovable that guy. So, I don't remember his fucking name. Who cares? They're all the same fucking schmuck. And again, like, you know, look, if they did it once and then tee hee hee and later reference, man, you know, if and he said later, like, yeah, my head still hurts. Never figured out 11 times in how you were getting such a heart. You know, then maybe that's fine. OK, you, you did your joke right. But they just keep going with it yeah. over and over. And you're like, yes, yeah, Matt going to hit him in the fucking head. Well, of course, he's, we, yeah. we've seen this already. <laughs> And then the whole diner is interested in this stupid fucking thing. They stop. Oh, we don't all have lives of our own. No, we definitely care about what these fucking idiot college Christians are doing because it's so wacky. It's extreme. We were drawn to extreme things. What can we say? The whole town comes in. Hey, did you hear there's some? Yeah, there's spoon whacking going on down at Cadillac Jack. Spoons, 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 spoons. The mayor comes in. I hear you're playing a game of spoons. <laughs> I hereby declare the you mayor of the t- yeah they give the key to the city yeah it's like come on nobody would care about this so finally like it, he he gives up and he has to sing and then they all go to leave and he turns to to Will to the narrator right and he says man Jesse sure is awesome she reminds me of dead leukemia sister remember that had a purpose. <laughs> Dead leukemia <laughs> sister from the beginning nailed it. Yeah, what I look for in a woman is for them to remind me of my sister. That's yeah, <laughs> what I want. Really want that. All right, so now we're going to move to on to uh, San Francisco. We're going to watch them tourist about on the Golden Gate Bridge just long enough for us to all write in our notes. Oh my God, I'm watching someone else's home movies. Oh, no. See, I have the best possible thing this movie could do right now would be to cut straight into the Full House intro right now. (laughs) Just fucking abandon whatever you were doing and just go into that. (laughs) (laughs) But they go to San Francisco and they're like, all right, San Francisco, such a cool city. 
You guys want to stand on the middle of a bridge? They have a fucking bridge here. I'm bridge. We'll stand there in the middle of mm-hmm. the bridge, and that's what they do. No other city has bridges. Nope. That's the that's the bridge, America's bridge. And here's the fucked up thing about this bridge scene, right? We see the, the again the fucking shaky cam home footage shit they keep sneaking in of them all being on the bridge. And then we get this helicopter shot, right? They didn't have fucking drones to do this back then. They were using yeah. the goddamn helicopter where we pan away from them out into the bay and everything. And I'm like, my fucking God, a helicopter was involved in making this piece of shit movie. That's sad. That's where the whole budget went to that one thing. <laughs> yep. Well, yeah, right. An extreme helicopter montage yeah. <laughs> for a second. Well, and then after the fucking bridge scene, some local skateboarders hooked him up with the Skateboarding yeah, montage. Yeah. Wow, all their legs are really good at skateboarding. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Look at all the main characters' legs. They couldn't even talk the goddamn stuntman into wearing normal pants like the rest of them were wearing. He's got the baggy ass skater pants. I'm like, oh wow, did they they change pants before they went skating? No, they definitely went to a skate park, didn't tell anyone they were filming, and just shot close ups of all the skaters' legs. Yep. And then where they're like, this is our movie. <laughs> Hey, man, you're right next to my legs. What the fuck are you doing? Stop. <laughs> I love this. Of all the ass down montages I've ever seen, this might be my favorite. Oh, okay. So it's in the top 10. In the top 10. <laughs> all right. And by the way, I want to say we're about 25 seconds into that montage before I catch him reusing the same shot. So that too. But now it's time for a fart montage. <sighs> you think I'm kidding. The audience thinks I'm fucking kidding. The audience thinks there's not really a fart montage at this point in the goddamn movie. But this is. The fucking movie comes up. We get a little title card that says 5.43 a.m. And all of the main characters are sitting around in the hotel room lighting their farts on fire together. But they're not using a lighter. <laughs> right? There's no lighter or candle no. or match. They just fart and... Fire shoots think, out of their ass like they're a reverse dragon. I think we're to believe they all have a, an ignition system in their stinkers. <laughs> like, you know, okay, we all shove the igniter up our assholes, right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Start the montage. Yep. We all did that just now for today only. Correct. That's why I did it just now. Hey, hey I noticed you didn't go into the bathroom to... To install your- I, is, I did it when you weren't looking just a second really? ago. Well, you guys yeah, were I in the bathroom. I did it my ass it's, split. Because um, <laughs> yep. mine involved a lot of work. I had to squat. I, had, I didn't see you do any of that. Weird. Also, by the way, Rufio is a firebender from The Last Airbender. So maybe that's the tie-in to that universe. Oh, there you go. And then, of course, this is all set up. We watched this happen for like 11 goddamn minutes. This goes on Ugh. forever. They were just really proud of having set up this. I guess the fire, however, whatever fucking thing they did. They're so proud of it. They're like, do we need just one? No, no, one fart. No, we need (laughs) 40 of them. Just fucking four, just forever. Oh, there's got to be at least 20 goddamn farts here. Yeah. And of course, the punchline to this scene is as they're sitting around asses in the air doing the fire farts, Jesse comes in and catches them. And that's very embarrassing. And I'm like, how the hell does she have a? Why, why would they give her a key to their hotel room if they were going to be lighting farts? Yeah. Plus, they don't do anything with that. Like, she comes in and she's like, hey, where she? I, what does she say? I, I don't know. She asked him. I something. checked you out of the hotel room. Oh, yeah. Was, um, And then she just leaves. Yep. <laughs> 
And they're maybe like, they thought that was going to be positive. Like she walks <laughs> in and is like, oh, you guys, you guys fight. Oh, did you yeah. lean into the, the farting? No, I'm sorry. No, 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 never mind. Never mind. We're, we're going to pack it up. It's cool. <laughs> oh, you guys have ass flints too? Yeah, right. So, and now it's time. For an extreme grocery shopping montage. Extreme. <sighs> what the fuck? And okay, so first of all, they, here's the great thing about this: they had permission to knock over one display, <laughs> <laughs> right? So then, like they're ha- they're trying to do this, like oh, we've you know. Don't give a fuck about nothing. We're extreme. Everybody get in a shopping cart. We're going to push around and be crazy. But they're being so goddamn careful not to mess anything up. Yeah. <laughs> they're taking stuff from the back to the back <laughs> of the shelves, keeping it all organized. Yeah. And then they finally knock over one thing. Yeah. And this you talked earlier about like someone having a soundtrack. She can hear the rock music that's them being extreme but it's like quieter where she is. So like they're doing, they're doing extreme race car cart, you know, shopping cart. By the way, this is like a gas station's worth of shopping. You know, this isn't a big, like Safeway, like giant, you know, this is just a tiny thing. So there's no extreme. You're not going very fast. It's nothing. Like I would, I would do this with my kid. If I put my kid in the cart and did this, the kid would be like, "Mm." meh. (laughs) but they play the music they play the you know trying to make cool but like they go over to her and the music is a little quieter and she's like do i hear an extreme montage like doesn't make these guys shop without a montage it does is the music in is it real or not like is the music i just God. Is is the PA system playing softer in my aisle because I'm yeah. not in the montage technique? Yeah, it's a very so, so dedicated. Weird. The PA gets louder where people are being more extreme. It's very high tech. <laughs> I don't know why. The guy thought they would sell more tomatoes in the grocery <laughs> store if they did that or something. I don't know. <laughs> So, and then, of course, this all culminates in the race to the last half gallon of milk. Because, you know, when you're on a road trip, how you need to get a half gallon of milk. Right. And they very specifically started with one shopping list. Yep. And then they tore it in half yep. and said, you get this, you get this. And then the other two guys tore that one in half, said, you get this, you get this. But then, even though they took pains to show us that fucking delegation process, they all say, we need milk. Like, what? That they okay. wrote three times on yeah, their list. Apparently, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they're all racing towards the milk, but damn it, if the old lady that's been like, they've been harassing through the entire store doesn't beat them to the milk. Yeah, they already knocked over yeah. an old lady. Yeah, they did, because they're the good guys. And then the old lady gets in there and gets, and they crash into the one display they were allowed to knock over, and... Jesse walks up, the love interest walks up to Brian. She's like, see, this is why I don't want anything to do with you. You're a kind of asshole who can't even go to a grocery store without accosting an old lady. And by the way, you were lighting your farts earlier. Like, I don't, I didn't want to bring it up, but like, that's fucking gross. Also, I hit you in the face with a spoon like 600 (laughs) times in a row. You're so dumb. You're the dumbest. You're really stupid, man. I, I just, sorry, I can't do it. Will you put your head down for a second? I'm going to hit you in the face with a spoon again. <laughs> the other guy takes a hammer. And just like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you put a nail in that one. Well done. And then just to remind us that, like, she's right to ignore this asshole. He says, I wasn't on the list, but I bought you tampons because I was concerned for your vagina. Where are you going? Yeah. And then we get the very hilarious. Oh, no, you actually need these. Because, huh. because, girl, he, you're he a girl. Yeah, because you he, menstruate he had a, face. Have his period. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a joke there. 
And then, okay, so they all go to leave, and there's this little homeless family sitting right in front of the grocery store. Now, this scene is goddamn amazing because what's supposed to happen is Brian, the love interest, is supposed to see this homeless family and go like, oh, guys, I have a whole bag full of food and you have none. Let me give you food. But he mm-hmm. keeps giving them the wrong shit. <laughs> it's just, he's <laughs> like, he gives them pudding cups like, wow, you guys would need spoons for those, wouldn't you? Yeah, here's orange juice. You would need glasses. Why do I keep yeah. giving you things that require refrigeration? Here's, here's a raw slab of meat. Oh, <laughs> Got some ground beef. Here's a George Foreman grill and a <laughs> gas generator <laughs> that I also bought. Yeah. Oh, here's the. Uh, I'll get you a gallon of gas in a second. I'm gonna come no, back. But here's here's what I love about this scene because the whole point of it obviously is oh well, he actually has a heart of gold. You see this lovable guy and uh, the girl, you know, is, is supposed to notice. He's not trying to do it for her to note, but he but she notices. And I was thinking about it, I was like. So wait, doesn't this mean that the girl is actually a total piece of shit? Like she just walked right by the family. Doesn't care. <laughs> doesn't turns around. like, where's the love interest? Oh, he's over there feeding. The, oh, that's kind of nice of him. Anyway, let's go. Right, like, right. Because they all, the rest of them have food in their hands when this happens. Yeah. Right. And they're like, yeah. Oh, that's a good <laughs> yeah. thing. He took care of that. And we've established that she's the Christian. Like earlier on, it was like, oh, she's the best. She prays every day. She blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, she walks right by this family. Doesn't give a shit. Yep. <laughs> oh. I want him to take out a Bible at the end of this and then just be like, no, thank you. No, you can have your pudding and orange juice. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> no, but I love it because this it's exactly Christian charity, which is you're going to do enough charity for a girl to be like, oh, that's nice. But then none, no more. Like that's the right. Maximum yeah, exactly. Amount. But you're not really going to help this family at all because. Yeah, the girl's not going to help him help the, the kids because the girl has nothing to prove. Right. You know, but but yeah. it's just just for the guy who has something to prove is going to help those homeless people. And then. God damn it. They said earlier in this movie that this was taking place in August. They could have said a different month. They was it's their movie. It could be any month. But no, this is August. And luckily for them, just then there was an August snowstorm. Mm-hmm. So they went snowboarding. Well, they stopped by Mount Everest in, in <laughs> Oregon or wherever they're supposed to be now. <laughs> So fucking stupid. So yeah, now we just end up with this long ass snowboarding like, montage. It's like forty feet of perfect powder. Yes. Too. It's like <laughs> montages. One of them awesome fucking August forty feet of snowstorms. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then I love too because they're like, oh, this girl could ride. We couldn't find any footage of it or anything, but we're just sure. Like, <laughs> but trust, us, imagine, trust us, there was a female who could snowboard. Yeah, the, the unsaid part of the narration was like, well, you, here, take a look at these stuntmen and see and imagine what she would look like in their place doing the same thing because she could ride. Well, and then, of course, like this all wraps up and one of them comes up to her and says, uh, Brian comes up and says, How, what, man, you're really good. Where'd you learn to snowboard? And she goes, men, penises, I learned from men. Men who had a different camera, and now we have a new camera just now. It's fun. (laughs) (laughs) And my chemical romance is there a lot. Yeah. Also. And then, so, and and Brian walks up to her and says, Huh, hey, would you like to do a super scary thing you don't want to do with me? And he looks over at Corey, like, eh, eh, eh. It's kind of of nothing. No, it doesn't. She doesn't do it. Well, this is the part that fucking. Or she does do it. Yes. This is my two minute flashback. Yeah, right, because that's where the scene ends, but we're going to go back to that scene in a minute because wouldn't you know it, just that fucking night, there happened to be a live performance by Rage in favor of the machine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 
Matt had another cousin. This is like his eighth cousin that we this meet. This fucking cousin ex machina shit is wearing yeah, thin, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's such a, a great bit, though. I laugh every time. God his damn it. Cousins. It's I hate these people so much, and they <laughs> ramp it up so hard here. Because Matt's cousin is in a rap rock band. Yeah. I hate the entire family. Like, after the concert, we go hang out with Matt's other cousins, Guy Fieri and Ed fucking Hardy. Like, it's everything I hate. They yeah. look into this. Pretty much. I love, too, that, like, it's is it that hard to sync the sound up to the band so it looks like oh, they're really Jesus playing? Oh, Jesus Christ. God, it's not <laughs> yes, that hard. It sure is, man. Uh, it is too fucking hard. Well, you know what? Maybe in 2001 with 90s video technology that they probably were running with. Maybe uh, that was a little hard. <laughs> well, yeah, they were five years behind on that, too. Yeah, I love it, too, because this is, a, as you say, uh, Rage in Favor of the Machine. It's a concert slash talent show for anybody who wants to come up on stage and do anything. God, like, I know, well, I know bands love that. Like, if a band is playing a gig, they love, hey, does anybody else want to come up and, like, <laughs> up hey, hey, just randomly. Cut, 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 cut. I uh, just wanted to do so. It's my turn. I go now. Uh, slam poetry. <laughs> yes. Well, <laughs> hell extreme poetry Heath yeah. you were gonna God damn I, I didn't think they could ramp it up from cousin Guy Fieri and Ed Hardy and then this asshole stops a band in the middle of a show and does slam poetry like all right, he might as well tell me a story about people I don't know from his job, like for 25 <laughs> minutes on the stage. I got so angry. Well, he's painting some modern art or something. Yeah, the crowd doesn't know who he is like it just, I love it though, because it really is, I, I truly believe this. It's a window into the entitlement of like Christian men in this country. Like if black people were making a movie, it would not have the, like the, the, the world revolves around these characters. Like these characters go to a place and everybody's like, well, stop the band we all came to see. Naturally, we want to hear <laughs> this guy's slam poetry about something we don't even fucking know about. God, God. all right, let's let's go watch him park badly now out front. That's gonna be great. <laughs> he will love this. What the fuck? <laughs> I hated it so much. And then and then keep in mind that like as we're watching this, so they're at this party and they and they like he does his little extreme poem and he brings Jesse up and she tells us how that last scene ended. She never gives us an indication why they didn't just show it to us. But throughout all of this, like the extras who are at this party are very clearly sick and fucking tired of this and want to listen to the band. Right, like they're, like everybody's chanting Jesse, Jesse when she comes up on stage. It's only the characters from the movie. The rest of the audience is like, just get off the fucking stage. <laughs> I know. They're like, should we call the police? Like, this is weird. <laughs> I've never, I've never like had to deal with people who don't respond to public pressure. Like, you can't shame these. What do we do? I mean, we <laughs> they just stopped our concert. Like, well, do we fight them? I don't. This is, this is insane. Like, I, What's wrong with these people? Do you guys know you're awful? They don't know. You're, do you hear me? You see me. You're you're looking at me while I'm saying this. You're terrible. You're still smiling and laughing like it's this is a fun old time. What do you, we all want you to die right now? Like we want to listen to the, the rage in favor of the machine. Is that a all. fucking tub of hummus? Did you bring <laughs> loose hummus in? <laughs> All right, so then, okay, so that scene ends. We rock and roll our way back onto the road with yet another montage. This is an an intra montage montage here. Mm. So now they've they basically run out of extreme sports. Don't worry, they'll find another one. 
So we have to have like a montage of not quite X Games material where they're like jumping <laughs> off of rocks into water and climbing rocks. By the way, jumping into water, not an excuse to see Jesse in a swimsuit in this fucking movie. Oh, yeah. All right. That could have been like the one redeeming factor, but no. No, no not in this goddamn movie. And I just wrote in my notes as they're doing this montage. I'm like, this is a weird trip to a funeral. (laughs) (laughs) The movie's just a map screen at this point, like a video game map screen, like Street Fighter 2, where you're just flying from thing to thing. (laughs) (laughs) They go to Vegas to fight Balrog now. No, you don't see it, but they do. (laughs) Yeah. And then, okay, so then this montage comes to a close in an Oregonian forest where they have God fucking damn it. Where they have to fight for a campsite with this little racist kung fu thing. Yeah. Are you allowed to just do Wayne's World for your movie? Can you do that? I is that you're like, <laughs> hey, I like that scene in Wayne's World where they do the dubbing and fight. I thought that was funny. I'll just do that for my movie. I guess. Can you Yeah. God. So I could just be like tomorrow I could be like, hey, I like Anchorman. Let's just I'll do Anchorman in my movie. Like I, I'll just <laughs> I guess. Well, so, okay, so here's what happened. Everyone involved in this movie really wanted to play Ninja, but nobody wanted everybody to know that they wanted to play Ninja, so they all pretended that it was ironic and they played Ninja. (laughs) Very likely what happened. Because, like, look, they're all just going like, tee, this is kind of fun, but, like, but, like, very clearly, they all worked on these goddamn moves, right? They're pretty proud yeah. of their sweet fucking ninja skills. Well, I think they all looked at Rufio and were like, you can you could do Kung Fu, right? Like, I mean... I we, know karate, too! We all assumed, we all assumed you could, you could we, do Kung yeah, Fu. Yeah, I'm the Asian guy. I got it. But, like, do we all? <laughs> cool. No, you're... We just... We hired you because... <laughs> I know it wasn't on your resume, but I... You know, like... The sad thing is, is that he can actually. He's really fucking yeah. good. He's like the one yes, person here. All who Asian any people are skill. firebenders. You guys are assholes. Like that's not the point. Yes, we are, but yeah. like it's a weird thing to say. Yeah, you shouldn't have just assumed. Yeah, okay, I'll do some cool. No, I do. Stuff, I can. Like, God look, fire. It. But like, come on. Yeah. So now I almost don't want to, even though I totally can. But like, I, don't, I am many things. Uh, so yeah. So th- and this goes on Rufio, forever, assholes. man. <laughs> like, so we watch this goddamn weird ass, random ass comedic fight scene for I don't know six and a half years we're all older Eli's fucking kid can vote by the end of it well or could if it weren't for Republicans I'm sure (laughs) yeah by then (laughs) I mean the kids he's one quarter Jewish at this point I think you know so (laughs) there's one all the Jewish people district in New Jersey (laughs) (laughs) all right but yeah but they lost their ninja encounter over the last available campsite so they camped somewhere else i mean right because they did camp yeah like the, they try to make it like oh we had to camp next to the porta potties but it's like I, that's convenient i don't know like i'm pretty sure campsites you could find some place anyway, whatever who cares yeah also pretty sure people just shit in the woods in the campsites yeah. you don't need yeah yeah and then they start talking about like this they're gonna get serious for a minute they start talking about ghost stories and that reminds Coria how Grandpa G sure told the best ghost stories, huh? I'm just expecting the very smooth transition. You know who the raddest ghost ever was, though? Who's that <laughs> guy named Jesus? <laughs> the Holy, Holy Ghost. ghost. <laughs> no, but they're just like, you know who told the best ghost stories? Uh, somebody who's not here. <laughs> I, could, I couldn't you even can tell imagine you. how great that would be. About the story. <laughs> but, yeah. 
You guys want to watch a YouTube video about other people telling <laughs> ghost stories? <laughs> we can do a montage. That'd be great. And then fucking Corey start, starts talking about how bummed he is that his stepdad's a prick. And I'm like, dude, it is too goddamn late in the movie for this character, this minor character to end up with a shitty stepdad. Fuck you. You had your chance at a shitty stepdad. And then at one point, I, I don't know if it's Rufio. One of them's like, I don't know. How am I supposed to feel? And I'm thinking like, yeah, no, really tell me. Like the script doesn't say like, how am I supposed to feel? <laughs> I, I, think, I think I'm upset. Uh, yeah. And then this is where I think Rufio's like, you know, if anyone, if anyone could offer me anything to, to, you know, about the fact that I'm missing Grandpa G, anybody have anything at all? Anything? Shut up, and firebender. Like, <laughs> and then, well, and then Jesse chimes in and she says, you know, when I was a kid, my dad left and I'm like, God damn it. No, you don't get a backstory too. But that's when, <laughs> and she says, but you know what? That's when I became a Christian and everything was just fine. And I'm like, you're damn right. It was. There it is. 56 yeah. minutes in. That's got to be a fucking record. What did she, she had like a piece of paper that said God understands on it or something like there was like a post-it note. Yeah. yeah. And that solved all her problems. Yeah. And Rufio's like, cool. God understands. Well, that guy killed my grandpa is what I was talking about. Like three <laughs> days ago, that guy killed my grandfather. So, so. fuck your face. Yeah. It's that, like a, a hitman leaving his mark or whatever. Like, yeah. <laughs> God takes out your grandpa and then it's like, God understands what just happened. Like, fuck the fuck you, man. No, no, yeah. He comprehends the murder he did. I don't see how that's helpful to me <laughs> as a slogan. But the, but Christians are really like that where they're like, oh yeah, you know, I almost died or my mom died, whatever. And then uh, Jesus said they understand or something, you know, it'll be something like that. And you're like, what that works for you? How does that? Yeah, right. God. Even if that was true, it wouldn't help though, would it? Yeah. Like, I wish I had that where they're like, oh, yeah, I just left it all in God's hands. You know, it turns you out that Mimsy that? wear the Boragovs. Oh, okay. Shit. Well, yeah. What? All right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Jingly keys. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Things are getting pretty heated among the crew. Fucking Corey was really hostile to that effort to make him feel better with Jesus. So everybody needs a minute to calm down. That means we're going to take a quick break. But first, let me give Act 3 the hard sell. Can the narrator exhibit a personality trait before it's too late? Will the gang be able to find a plot in time? Can we just watch some skateboarding again? Find out the answers to these questions and more. We'll be returned for the extreme conclusion of Extreme Days. Hey, Heath, uh, where's Eli? Ah, uh, yeah. How should I put this? So are you familiar with the term dolce far niente? Oh, is that a legal term? Uh, no, it's Italian for the pleasure of doing nothing. Like the way it feels when you take off for paternity leave, but you still don't have a kid. So it's actually not paternity leave. Man, that, that sure is frustrating for the rest of us. Yeah, you're just on vacation. You know, I have a great secret for calming down. When I'm frustrated in times like this. Some kind of deep breathing thing? Beer, actually. Okay, I feel better about this advice. Now. Yeah, and not just any beer, Noah. Italian beer. Peroni, in particular. Peroni was born in Italy in 1963 with the goal of creating a beer that would embody Italian values like quality, craftsmanship, and style. And I love it. Alongside small bites like olives, nuts, bruschetta, or even a plate of fine meats and cheeses. Wow, that sounds great. Yeah, it is. Peroni blends the finest hops with two-row spring-planted barley and carefully imports it to the U.S. Carefully? Yep, it's in the copy. They said carefully. No idea. But I do know it has a refreshing taste 
and it's the ideal beer when you want to relax. Look for Peroni at your next happy hour or find it in cans and bottles at your local grocery store and follow them on Instagram at Peroni USA. Peroni Italia. Whatever you do, do it beautifully. For people over the age of 21 only, 2020 imported by Beer Peroni International, Washington, D.C. You know, Corey, when my father left me, I was burdened by the same sense of crushing loss that you feel about your grandpa now. And there was one very mm. important piece of advice that helped me through. Would you like me to share it with you? Wow. Yeah, Jesse, that would be very helpful. Please do. Okay, here it is. It's what got me through the darkest times of my childhood. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Uh, oh, oh, you're done? Yeah, did that... Did that help? Did that fix it? I'm um, going to be honest. Not really. No? No. No, you just said Jesus four times. And then I thought you had a follow-up, but that was it. That was the end of your thing. Right. No, that, that's it. Yeah, that's not advice. That's, that's just the key figure in your religion. You just said it. Right. I mean, th- that's, that's fine and all. Like, I'm glad religion helped you through your trauma, but that, that doesn't make... Jesus, 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 Jesus advice. That's, Uh, again, you're just saying it. (laughs) Let me rephrase it for you. Uh, Okay. When I was saddened by the loss of my father, Mm -hmm. I just remembered that my religion was better than all other religions and way better than no religion at all. Okay. uh, Quick thing. Would you call that advice or more bigotry? Is there a difference? Sure is. Yeah. Yeah. Agree to disagree. No. And we're back for still more of this shit. It's the next day. They're back on the road. And damn it, if they didn't happen upon a PMX montage along the way that day. So weird. It'd be another montage. I've just been thinking this movie doesn't have enough stunt montages of people who aren't the actual characters under completely generic B-side bullshit 90s punk rock. I was just thinking that, wouldn't you know it? Well, <laughs> what's delivered. amazing to me about this one is that they've like given up the pretense at all that these are the, the characters in the movie, right? Or or that this is some weird thing that like is coincidental. Everything else, like, yeah, they were going by a mountain, so they snowboarded. They were by an ocean, so they surfed. But now it's just like, yeah, no, there was just like an X Games qualifying event going on, apparently, here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we went to a really wide margin convention in Eugene, <laughs> Oregon. That was a good 19 minutes. <laughs> they also threw in some footage of people totally eating shit into this one. Oh, yeah. yeah. But it's also, like, grainier. So, like, they found a different VHS tape for that. That was really... <laughs> Yeah, because we're already we've already moved away from the type of cameras they'd been using up to this point to this event. And then, yeah, we go to like somebody's fucking 1998 flip phone camera or something for this uh, wipeout footage. I had to like turn off Vimeo and like fire up a Betamax to watch this part. <laughs> it was a whole thing. <laughs> a nerdy kid pushed a projector in. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah, you have to have like a descrambler or whatever. They do. <laughs> I I just imagine that someone on the crew was like, well, I have these like snuff films that are, I mean, I, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, just they have their like VHS collection of people like dying on the fucking skateboard and stuff that they put in. Jesus. All of a sudden the Zaprooter film is on. Hold on. Wait a second. <laughs> Back into the left. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> All right. So yeah. So late that night after the BMX montage, they're driving along and Jesse gets a phone call. Brian in the front seat. He's flirting some more. 
She's only told him no 37 times now, 38 God. times the charm. They're driving like you do. I, I too, often drive with a giant floodlight at my feet, which lights <laughs> everyone, everyone in the car as mm-hmm. they're trying to sleep. Yeah. That's how it's I drive. so bad. And they clearly tried to improvise this moment. Like, the guy who played Brian was like, I actually do a British accent. It's pretty great. Yeah, I'll just, uh, I'll vamp this whole thing. and It'll be awesome. But after like eight seconds of him trying to do that, both actors clearly panicked because they yeah. ran out of talking. They so tap out. They they literally <laughs> tap out. The movie had to cut yeah. the audio and put music over it after eight seconds of trying to vamp right. this talking. Yes, because it's second nine. Both of them were just going, hats. Yeah. Yes. 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 The characters are like, we're, we're, we're bonding. Bonding. We're bonding. <laughs> we are. They like ran, they, can't, they They just literally start saying what they're doing. Yeah, right, right. No, exactly. Time. If you can read lips, it's just bonding, 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 bonding the entire time. But I love, too, that this fucking Barbie car that they've been driving this whole time does not have a top to it. No. Uh, so, no. in reality, every single scene of them driving and talking would be... <laughs> What? That would be every single gravel in my eye. Gravel in my eye. Uh, It's right there. There's a bug in my fucking. What? Oh, we just hit a bug. We're going 80. I said a bug. What? What? Yes. A hospital. This British <laughs> accent. What? We're, we're bonding. I said we're bonding. <laughs> we, you, you and I are bonding. James Bond? No, we're, we're flirting. He's we, British. Is no, that what? Are we? Yes and British. <laughs> we, I love you, maybe? I, are we to that? We're bonding. I love uh, spending time with you. Yeah. No. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. So <laughs> we get that scene. And then, okay, so then I guess they all slept in the fucking car. We get the next morning. There's this, they have the early morning paintball attack montage. Oh, yeah. Yep. This was just another one of those things where somebody was like, I know karate. I know karate. They were like, you know what? I have pretty sweet paintball skills. Me too. Holy yep. shit. Okay. <laughs> okay. We're going to do that. But I like, at first I thought, because they're all sleeping and then he goes, you know, the main schmuck goes, Jesse, come here. And I was like, oh, they're going to go fuck, you know. And then like they wake up Billy Joe Armstrong, who you forget is in this movie at this point. I had to look up the character's name at this point because I, I had to write it in the notes. <laughs> but I love it because it's like, who invited? Why did you wake him? I wanted to go fight. Oh, what, what, are you, what are you going to do? Freeway? No. Three, okay. All right. Yeah. No, all right. <laughs> no, we're just going to do a paintball prank. You're like, oh, oh, we had different things in mind. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, and so uh, they start firing fucking paintballs at each other, and we have this enormously long goddamn scene. Ugh. And again, it's it's we have to watch Brian and Jesse bond, right? But now they're bonding over their mutual paintball yeah. fun. Which, and you know, the, so Ugh. the other two idiots hide in the car, and then they just shoot the car a bunch. Like, wouldn't you just wait to? I don't you would think. think. Yeah, and it this whole thing it's so sad because this is clearly like. The dream scenario of meeting a woman for whatever piece of shit person wrote this. Like, I harass her into a road trip with my friends and she hangs out. I do my amazing 
British improv. Yeah, she beats me with a spoon. I, I finally charm her with my uh, heroic paintball dive roll things. He's such a piece of shit. I hate it yeah. so much. Yep. Oh, I do. Yeah. No, this is a fucking incel love story. Absolutely. And then during this battle, the fucking stoner jumps up and goes, Wolverine! <laughs> right. Is that a shooty thing to say? Is think, that? I don't think. Yeah. Does I don't think that means what sense? he thinks it means? Wolverine. <laughs> I want to see the X Men play paintball now, but that's yeah. unrelated. Pretty fucking yeah, cool. It doesn't really work. And also, I feel like probably the saddest moment in this entire movie is to me is when Brian, the 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 ladies' man character, turns to Jesse and he says, "Here, take these." And he hands her a box of candy, and it's Mike and Ike's. Which is the most disgusting goddamn candy that can even theoretically exist? No. It's insult to injury, certainly. Yeah. It's pretty fucking disgusting. Yeah, we all agree Mike and Ike's are stupid. There's they're not good. The, it's also a, it's the movie theater giant box of Mike and Ike's. Why does yeah. he have Which that? Which means this guy went to the movies and was like, yeah, spent yeah, twenty three dollars. You know what? I'm going to spend yeah. twenty three dollars on an extra like <laughs> carry Mike and Ike's to go with. Yeah, me. right, yeah. right, yeah. Mm -hmm. But don't but hey, that'll come back later. It'll be important. Will no, it? Won't, no. Won't. <laughs> no. So okay, so now they arrive in Portland, and we get the scene. So th this is long in, in in the making here, but we get the scene where Brian and Jesse are at the pool at the hotel, fully fucking dressed, no bathing suits or anything, and they're flirting some more, right? Yeah. And and she turns to him and she says, you must have had a lot of girlfriends. And he goes, no, not really. I mean, a non-gay amount of girlfriends. It's heterosexual, <laughs> normal, low, but yeah. heterosexual. Yeah, amount. he has to find that real Christian sweet spot of like, I need to communicate that I'm into girls, but I also can't say like, oh, yeah, oh, date plenty of girls. Yeah, right, <laughs> so he right. Finds, really tries to thread that needle. Oh, uh, uh. Never found the medium. right one. Yeah. <laughs> What's the medium amount you say? <laughs> I've certainly courted uh, a few uh, with, uh, female people. And then at a certain point, he's, it's not going well. So he switches to negging and he does the whole negging thing. Oh, does he? And then, yeah. He, he, and then she like rejects him and then he just fucking throws a tantrum. Oh yeah, right, right. So they they kiss for a second, and then she's like, "You know what? I I really shouldn't get into a relationship right now." And then he screams and shouts, and and he goes, "You know, you know what your problem is? I'm toxically masculine." And he throws shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Way to go on the character! You tried to do set him up with the charity and the you know or whatever, like the giving up the food." But then she's like, mm, maybe I don't want to do this now. You think you're better than me? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Chair throw. And she's like, I don't know what's happening in this movie or reality. I could totally non-sexually kiss any girl in this hotel right now. <laughs> right now. And, fucking, and then you wake up the next morning, the camera, you know, goes the next morning and all the fucking poolside furniture is in the pool. Like he's that big of a fucking yeah. baby. This is your main character. God, and it's unbelievable. That could have been the only good scene in the movie, watching him scream crying and throwing all the chairs into the pool. But they don't show us that. Assholes. Well, what's funny is going into this scene, I'm looking at this actor and I'm thinking, because he looks to me like a like a young Greg Kinnear, right? And I'm like, this is a good looking kid. He's, there's something likable about him. Yeah, Why did he never go anywhere in the acting world? And by the end of this scene, we sure have our fucking answer, don't we? This was so hard to watch. Yeah, I got one for you. Young Greg Kinnear combined with Joe Buck. 
Okay. Yep. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. He's got the Joe Buck hairline that, you know, every 19-year-old kid definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah sure, 19. Got the Ron Swanson going. <laughs> so, yeah, so now it's the next morning, and it's time for Brian to apologize for all the furniture throwing last night, right? And he goes, he's going to apologize to Jesse, but if he showed up and apologized to his acting coach, I would have been so much happier. So. <laughs> uh, but she's left a note. She dipped the fuck out because he turned out to be violently insane. Yeah. Valid. <laughs> Valid. Yeah. That note should have said, seek help. Um, <laughs> I, yeah. you, you, you genuinely scared me last night. Like I tried to say no and you threw an entire patio's worth of furniture into a <laughs> pool, a pool. <laughs> at a hotel. Like this, what part of this is okay to you? How could you possibly think? There's any chance that I'm going to be like, that's what the note should have said. I can't believe I even have to write any of this note. And it's not just you. It's literally all of you, your whole group of friends. You're terrible, terrible people. The actual actress was writing that like, this is not okay. Like, what are we doing here? They just ignored it. You guys just drive around going to montages. It's so fucking boring. It's not just that you're toxic. It's that you're boring. Well, and then, but so, of course, because it was some goddamn dude that wrote this fucking movie, she, her note is all filled with apologies for being such a damn lady about everything and having such yeah. a lady brain, right? It's like, I, you know, I owe you so much more than this. You did harass me for, you know, consistently for days on end. So I do owe you sex, but, right? I'm waiting for marriage, so... Yeah, exactly, but it ends with, she's like, but I'm waiting for marriage, Christian movie. And then, speaking of Christian fucking movie, they can't have him drinking alcohol, right? They can't have him just sitting at the bar <laughs> having a beer in the middle of the day, so the substitute from that for that for the rest of the film is going to be binge-eating powdered donuts messily. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah. The beer is way more healthy for you. Yeah, right. I'm just saying. Like, they really should be drinking better than that. At least that's what I tell myself. <laughs> so, yeah. So now, so Will comes in and he's like, hey, hey, Brian, you know, what's the matter, man? You're going to get over this shit? We still have, like, we got 18 minutes to wrap up this fucking movie. And he's like, you know what? Dead leukemia, sister, man. Dead leukemia, sister. Yeah. You remember when God killed my sister? I want to fuck Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> And, and his buddy Will is like, dude, hey, uh, if you don't mind, can you just separate those two things? Like, even just by a couple of seconds in your speech would be fucking great. Yeah. Well, and he has to give the obligatory, like, oh, I need to, uh, this guy's got a lot going on. Here, I know, I'll try. Hey, uh, you all right? <laughs> you good, bro? You okay. You, uh, ready to go? God, so, you go get so some dirt? emotionally fucking also stunted. Do, doesn't Will say to him here, he's like, hey, uh, you don't think God was sad about that? You know, killing the sister with leukemia? Like, just God weeping as he injects this little girl with blood cancer, being like, <laughs> oh, I have man. no choice. My hands are tied. This, uh, it hurts me more than it hurts you. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, I, I, God, had to invent a thing called childhood blood cancer and give it to this child. I feel well, I mean, it's awful just, that's about just it. logic. It's not all about you. I had to do that. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. And then there's this weird moment where the movie tries to do meta, right? And and look, like, you can do meta. I'm fine with that. We do it all the fucking time. But you can't just suddenly do meta now. 
oh, wait, when Matt had a stroke? Yeah. So Matt comes in. He's like, hey, man, I, I we need to get going. And Will's like, dude, just chill out. Why don't you just take over my voiceover for a minute? Because Will's been the one narrating the entire time. And then Matt oh, doesn't yeah. know what to do with the voiceover. I don't even. Yeah, I I just chose to pretend none of that happened. Honestly, that's probably that's, a good idea. You know what? That's fucking that. company policy. None of that happened. <laughs> <laughs> and so then we get this great moment. That they got to get back on the road. This is so fucking stupid. Oh, this is the actual God. line. He goes, you know, a famous person once said, life's a trip. <laughs> I can't name that famous person, but they're fucking famous. I'm quite certain. <laughs> I'm pretty sure famous and non-famous people have probably said that. So sure. Yeah. And then immediately after that, it was like, this trip had become about our lives. Life's <laughs> trip. Trips about our life. Reality is a metaphor for reality. <laughs> is this where we're to believe that they are driving a car with no top in pouring rain? Yep. Like they're just dry. That's just, and then they like take down the windshield. They're like, oh, can't see through the windshield. Let's like knock it down. None, <laughs> fucking God, none of that works. You can't do that. It does, there's no way. Well, yeah. So, cause, you can't do that. Yeah. This is supposed to represent that, like, ah, oh, the trip was getting rough at this point. It's like, yeah, I bet it rained before that. You guys are going to Seattle. <laughs> but now they, they finally made it, right? Yeah. Hey, guys, let's all hop in our car that has no top. And go to Seattle. Yeah. There won't right. be any weather concerns there. I'm sure it'll be bright, sunny driving. Just I mean, we you know, might hit an August snowstorm here and there. <laughs> but other than that, Jesus fucking Christ. But they finally made it. Jesus goddamn Christ. They finally fucking uh. made it. They gather together around Grandpa G's grave. Yeah. Right. And I'm writing in my notes like, I bet at least four or five minutes of the runtime left is credits at least. Right. Credits. So. And I love that. Like Grandma G. Yeah. <laughs> Grandma G is there and she's like super okay with the grandfather having died. I love it. She's like, oh yeah, no, this is time. Yeah, she, you know, I don't even miss him really. I'm glad he's dead. I'm finally <laughs> living life. It's uh, really his life was a burden to me. And I'm free. Yeah, she she was so okay with it. Pre-over it, wasn't she? <laughs> like, honestly, if you concluded that Grandma G killed Grandpa G, this scene makes a ton more sense. Yeah absolute certain she's like you ever try to sleep next to somebody it's just exhausting (laughs) why would anybody want to do that like now i spread out i use the whole fucking bed i roll over when i want to i I don't smell the other person it's the best (laughs) yeah well when they rush it's like oh what are you guys doing here why are you so sad oh yeah yeah okay yeah dead grandpa grandpa died yeah yeah yeah, no i remember my husband died my husband died sometimes yeah i just forget steve yes steve right (laughs) yep <laughs> that was his name. Yeah, no, okay. But this is where we learned that damn it, Grandpa G wasn't as rich as Corey thought. He wasted the family fortune before he died investing in snake meat. <laughs> because he's the only goddamn ethnic person in the fucking guys, come on. God, don't do that. <sighs> it's just so stupid on every level. I can't I don't I can't handle it. Again, can I do pretend this didn't happen, but with the whole movie? Oh, that's we interesting. We need to do. We need to work <laughs> we on never, the flashy thing technology from Men yeah. in Black. That would be very helpful yeah. for us. Yeah. Yes, we're to believe that a wealthy, well-off guy invested his whole money, everything, into snake meat, and then they do a little joke at the end of the commercial they're watching for no reason. Mm-hmm. That's like, 
FDA approval pending or something like, oh yeah, definitely, definitely he would blow all his money on a thing like that. Fucking God, I hate it. I hate it. I hate this movie. Yeah, right, right. No, their their efforts at humor are so Eli had to have a fucking kid. Right? (laughs) Motherfucker. He did it just to piss you off, just to fuck with you. What kind of asshole would have kids? So, God. All right, so (laughs) now, so, and the other fucked up thing is that they sit around. Now, luckily, Grandma G is completely over this because if not, she would probably take offense at the fact that Corey then sits around in her living room loudly complaining that he's not profiting as much off his grandpa's demise as he was hoping to. <laughs> Poor uh, people dying is stupid. It doesn't even mean nothing happens. <laughs> you might as well have not even died. God. God. And And the whole, like, twist here is that they were supposed to get a bunch of money from the inheritance when they showed up and it's all gone yeah because of something the snake and meat oh it was the snake meat was a, a failed investment yeah. is that the actual yeah, plot that, point yeah. yeah they're saying he invested his not only that he put up his house for the snake meat thing because like they don't even have the house anymore yeah she says the bank owns the house but she's still living there they have so no like, idea how anything works I was going to say, like, that means you bought a house. That's how it works. Like, <laughs> they don't. It, 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 I'm going to buy a house. Here's what I do. I, I take out a mortgage and, and once I've paid it all off in 30 years, I can move into the house. That's not how it fucking works, you idiots. <laughs> oh, the bank owns the house. Yeah. <laughs> you either are evicted or you're paying a mortgage to pay. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, the point is they don't have any money. Like the plan was, all right, now we're going to have a, a whole bunch of money to do our trip to more. Yeah. Back to Mexico. There's still some hot sauce needs drinking. In right, Mexico. right. Yeah, exactly. We, it's still Corey's turn, goddammit. <laughs> yeah, he never went. This is all a long con to just get out of the hot sauce. <laughs> He's like, Grandma, can you kill Grandpa? I don't want to chug yeah, nope, this chili sauce. I was planning on doing that anyway. <laughs> can I? <laughs> Let me just pull out my pre-scripted plans for murdering my husband. Hold on. Let's see. But then August. Will has an idea. <laughs> Him and Matt are looking through the newspaper trying to figure out what they're going to do, right? Because they don't have enough money to get home. Yeah. And this is where he sees that there's some people who are selling some cheap tickets to Alaska, which isn't where they live, but that's still pretty good. Yeah. The idea is that if they can fly to Alaska, then they, what? They'll be in Alaska. Pan for gold? Yeah. <laughs> What the fuck's happening here? Yeah. I have no idea. They were like, all right, well, we've got 15 minutes left in our arc lives. Uh, gold rush? I plan? guess, yes. It's, right? Yeah. It's 2001. There's a gold rush. Alaska is definitely a place you want to fly to when you have no money and no place to live and no housing. Like, yeah. Just, oh, we'll figure it out. We'll just yeah. go in Alaska and just... The governor's just paying you like $30,000 to go there. Yeah. That's probably actually she true. She read though. all the books. <laughs> yeah, well, no, no. That's you'll, you'll probably just find a bus you can live in somewhere along the way. You'll be fine. You can eat berries. So, yeah, they decide they're going to go to Alaska, but they need to raise some money. So, Grandpa G left Corey this junker of a car. So, they have to sell the car. And, of course, they're going to do that with a fucking montage. Yeah, the best way to sell a car is to try to stop people who are driving by in their <laughs> cars, their fully functional cars. This, this but, yeah. montage makes so little fucking sense. So they were, their plan was to walk outside in the yard and sell that car that afternoon? Uh, via the lemonade stand model. Yeah, of car <laughs> exactly. Yep, Violent car lemonade sales. stand model. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. But just as they're about to give up on their goal of selling a car that doesn't run for cash that afternoon from the yard, Will comes out to explain that he just sold the car on the yeah. internet. Whoa, the internet? <laughs> yeah, he says junkyards.com. So I actually went there just for fun to check if it was. The, and the website actually is still in 2001. Like if you go to junkyard, I'm not, <laughs> this looks like I built this website in 10th grade. On <laughs> Amazing. So like, I appreciate their dedication to, I don't know if they made, they made the site or they just kept it in 2001 forever. <laughs> All right, so but yeah, so they but they sold the car. They made fifteen hundred dollars. Now they can go to Alaska, but just I guess the plot. Yeah, step three profit. I, guess. <laughs> I, don't know. I love too that like they're all happy that they sold the car. And Grandma G, who lost a husband days ago, is like, "Hooray! You sold the inheritance for a, like a one time yeah. trip to By Alaska." Way, she's destitute. She's destitute. Yeah. She, we've already decided that she has no money and the house isn't hers. And yep. for all we know, she's about to be evicted, I guess, if that's what they're going yeah. for. But they're like, hey, we sold the, your car and we're blowing the money on nothing. So yep. technically cool. your house, we sold your house, the only house you have. <laughs> and it's our money also now. Oh, yeah, right. They, like take all her food. <laughs> just like <laughs> just raid the entire fridge of the cabinet. <laughs> Bye. Bye, Grandma. Take care. All right. So they're heading to the airport to go to Alaska. Stripping out her fillings from her teeth. <laughs> Jesus Christ. She wakes up in an ice bath. Okay. That's pretty funny. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> this will pay for a sweet Alaska trip. So- <laughs> All right, so they're heading to the airport. They're going to go to uh, Alaska, but they need to make one stop along the way. They have to slow motion walk into that college where Jesse went and bother her in the middle of her job. It's madness. He walks into her meeting. She's like, yeah, doing freshman orientation for 100 freshmen in this room. And he's like, hey, I came to get you. And she's like, what? To take you to Alaska. He's like, come to Alaska now. She's like, like, why uh, would I go to Alaska? No, I'm a student (laughs) at this college. You're dumb. No. What's in Alaska? Yeah, (laughs) me. Doesn't matter. You know what? Doesn't matter. I don't know why I even started dwelling on Alaska. No, it's just a no. Yeah. And he says, but I like the way you don't want to have sex with me until we're married. And she's like, just leave. And Matt says, hey, uh, okay, we're going to leave, but I'm going to hand you this ticket anyway, because otherwise it doesn't, how would you get to airport security later? But I love the main Joe Buck's pitch for like why they should be together is like, oh, you, you beat me with spoons. You knocked me on my butt. (laughs) I'm like, do you need an abusive part? Like, is that what you need in a relationship? (laughs) You hit me with a two by four. You stapled my balls to the floor that one time. I can't quit you. I need you just... (laughs) You punched me in the face. Like, what the fuck? That's your idea of a... Eh. Yeah. You watch me shit myself trying to fart a, a flamethrower thing. Still <laughs> went on a road you tried trip to kill me, me for longer. the insurance money. You tried, like, what? <laughs> so, but yeah, so she says no. So we, we cut to the airport. Brian sadly waits at the airport with a single carnation, hoping that she'll show up, but she doesn't. <sighs> 
Yeah, where do you find one flower that shitty? Like, where did he buy that? He has the shittiest crap. Oh, he didn't flower, buy that flower, sir. Flower. No, yeah. I was I was growing in the smoking section outside. <laughs> he he just ran around a gas station with a shopping cart grabbing one flower. Yeah. I'm telling you, that's worse than not a flower. There's some gifts oh, yeah. where it's like it would be better to not give a gift than to give. This, right. You know? Like 38 bucks is worse than just nothing. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, but she didn't show up. So he sets down his sad ass little flower and he gets on the plane, all super sad. And the Jesus, this makes no fucking sense. Earlier in the movie, he had given her some Mike and Ike's during the goddamn paintball gun fight thing. So now the flight attendant comes and she's like, hey, sir, I think you dropped these Mike and Ike's. God. And the movie is just like, huh? It's a callback. And we're like, no, it really isn't. It's not technically a callback it's just a thing so we're to believe that she had time to finish her freshman orientation <laughs> tell her boss like hey i know i have a job at the school but i'm just gonna not do that and also <laughs> still but still give me room and board or whatever this mm, arrangement yeah. is for this job and now i'm gonna beat them to the airport find the plane sit in a different part than what our ticket probably is because it's four tickets together. That doesn't make sense. Yep. I'm going to sit in a different seat in the back. I'm going to tip a, a stewardess to then do a Mike and Ike thing. I'm going to stop at a theater sense. and buy the big yeah. thing of Mike and Ike. <laughs> right. She had to go yeah. to the theater. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it makes perfect sense. Yep. It's all fits. All for the yep. reveal. And then in the reveal, they basically, they violate all of the rules of being on an airplane one after the other. They seriously, they might as well start helping someone else with their mask before putting on their own. Right? Because <laughs> like she calls him on the phone and you're like, that should really be in, silent, in airplane mode right there. And they're talking on the phone. They get up out of their seats and it's like everybody's sitting around going, we can't taxi until you assholes sit down, they sit in the wrong fucking place. It's just, it's, it's amazing. They're like, they sit in the fucking emergency exit row, although, even though they're not willing to help. <laughs> the world revolves around <laughs> these people. Yeah. Everyone is just there to serve them. Like the whole plane's probably like, yay. Like we weren't actually having lives. We're just glad you guys have lives. Yeah. No, <laughs> we were all standing around hoping you would hit each other in the head with spoons or something because we're so starved yeah. for entertainment. <laughs> Yeah. There's an Asian doctor getting dragged off. He stops. He's like, I'm going to fucking drag them off. This I will help. This is ridiculous. Look at them. Assholes. Mike and Ike's? Really? Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. And then, okay. And then, of course, she sings, right? Because she sings in public and that's scary. And now he wins the bet with her. I know this is a minor thing, but like both times they sing. If someone was like, hey, for bet purposes... <laughs> You're going to have to sing something. I think what I know you where you're sing? going. <laughs> what would you sing? You know, like, <laughs> you would um, pick any London Bridge, Farmer in the Dell. Falling down, perhaps. The Farmer in the Dell is what they sing <laughs> yes. both times. Yes. God. That's my go-to karaoke. I go hard on Farmer in the Dell. Yeah. <laughs> It's either that or don't stop believing, but I usually yeah, go every, Farmer in the Dell. Every karaoke always has Farmer in the Dell. Like, it's like a little dinky, like, two notes, like, the backing track. I do it. I, I usually do it as a duet, as a round. It's pretty kick ass. 
Yeah. In the same section with three blind mice and row, 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 row your boat. You know, all those hit karaoke songs. Yeah, no, it was, it was, they would have used as, you know, like anything that um, was public domain, really. At that yep, point. Yeah. Exactly. But even pu- among public domain, you could have found something better than the farmer in the Dell. I'm sure. <laughs> so fucking weird all right so yeah and then the narrator goes you know because now they're in alaska together they're gonna snowboard a bit we're gonna get a little montage of that before it's all over and the you bet your ass we have time for one last montage (laughs) it's it's all been building to this guys we're at an hour 27 we fucking got this we we have two more two more minutes three Two and a half. That that round. round. We can we can re-edit that scene so that she actually did do the snowboardy thing and then punch Fuck him. You. Okay, fine. You win. You win. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah. And then the narrator comes on. I shit you not. The narrator actually says in his summary of the film, he says some random things happened to us. Yep, that just summed up the fucking plot. Well done, man. <laughs> Setting up the sequel, baby. <laughs> wow, what happened to them? The sequel is the autoplay on YouTube. Yeah, of right. YouTube yeah, videos exactly. we fucking watched. <laughs> and then the narrator ends with, when God throws a curveball, don't duck. What? Don't <laughs> so, so for so many reasons, this is hilarious. <laughs> like, what the, the, the attempt at the baseball knowledge here is just <laughs> yeah, so rough. Don't so duck. But like the you like don't duck. You might get killed by leukemia, but maybe not. What I don't know. Pitch do you duck from? Don't duck. So it's like God's throwing some high heat to try to like back you off the plate. Just but the metaphor is that you're not. You're supposed to just take it right in the fucking face. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's like you got a helmet on for a reason. Get that walk. Which I imagine that. God can put some some MPH on that. Like I imagine God is throwing a pretty hard curveball, so you just dead then, yeah. right? No, that twelve six drop on God's curveball really throws <laughs> off the hitter's timing. Don't duck. What hmm. the fuck was that? Shouldn't it be like don't not swing? Like I t- swing. Hey, yeah, that, who the don't, fuck? When God throws a curveball, don't take the pitch, maybe, or what? You Keep know, your like, shoulder what? in there. Don't <laughs> Don't open your hips too early. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Don't like, duck. Maybe the first half of the analogy is the problem. I want to know here. how baseball works. How does baseball work according to these people? <laughs> I just love the idea of this cowardly ass guy who wrote the movie ducking away from yeah. every curveball. In their mind, fastballs you just get hit by them, but curveballs you're al- you're allowed to duck. When God throws a fastball, you just get hit in the dick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't duck because then your face is in front. Well, oh, I yeah. don't know. Yeah. So good. Explain baseball to yeah. me. I'm author. Explain the game of baseball. When to God me. throws a curveball, charge the fucking mound, man. That's my, <laughs> that's my advice. Yeah. Here, I'll tell you what. Show us a baseball montage. Come on, guys. We have earned a baseball montage. All right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, in conclusion, is there anything at all about the early 2000s we miss collectively? Hmm. What was that other thing that happened in September that Thomas was yeah, talking about? Yeah, yeah I, I forgot. Yeah, those were the days. <laughs> I really miss not having seen this movie. Oh, that was nice. Good one. Good one. <laughs> I Meta. had 30, however many years old I am of not having yeah. seen this movie until this very yesterday. Yeah. I watched it. 30, nice. however many? 
Yeah, I don't know. I'm in my 30s. I, I, I had to, dude, I have to do the math now. Do you know precisely what year in your 30s you are if oh, you're in your 30s? Me and I Thomas don't. are the same age. Yep. That is yeah. locked in. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's going to do it for our review of Extreme Days. That is not going to do it for the episode just yet, though, because we still need to not stop doing this. So, Heath, tell us, what's on deck? The Avenging Angel, Noah. That's right, Heath. You sound perfectly normal, and this transition will be super smooth. Yeah, that one's coming up, and with that to look forward to, we're going to bring episode 249 to a merciful close. Once again, a huge thanks to all the Patreon donors that help make the show go. If you'd like to count yourself among their ranks, you can make a per-episode donation at patreon.com slash godawful, and thereby earn early access to an ad-free version of every episode. You can also help out a ton by leaving a five-star review and by sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. And if you enjoyed this show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, The Scathing Atheist, Citation Data, D&D Minus, and The Skeptic Crowd, available wherever podcasts live. If you have questions or comments or cinematic suggestions, you can email God movies at gmail.com. Legal services with this podcast are provided by the law offices of P. Andrew Torres. Tim Robertson takes care of our social media. Our theme song is written and performed by Ryan Slant, Nickel People Traps on Mars. All other music was written and performed by our audio engineer, Morgan Clark, and was used with permission. Thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life this week. For Heath Enright and Eli Bosnick, I'm No Illusions, promising to work hard to earn another chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with a Breakfast Club close. One week later, the entire crew realized they're stuck in Alaska with no money. Yeah. The end. <laughs> The crew eventually learned what drugs were and never had to chug hot sauce again. <laughs> I've held my tongue for whatever 10, 12 episodes I've done, but Noah still doesn't just pre-record that ending message and use it at the end of every episode. Morgan fucks with me if I try to do that. Every time. I know. Morgan fucks with me. I don't, I don't understand it. I don't know why, because it makes I, his I, job I harder. I can hold my tongue no longer. I every time. I'm <laughs> I know. I don't want to do it either, man. <laughs> madness oh god we'll get to it we'll get to it because they do it wrong too interstitial too (laughs) the movie farts wrong i mean how do you all right we'll get there interstitial too if ever a movie shat itself trying to fart it's this movie literally and we watched a movie shit itself trying to fart we watched extreme shark yeah It's a holiday. Extreme Shark Day. The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. 